tuning it to the Friday Five here on the ASG Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, and this is our weekly list of five important things that happened this week that you should know about. Happy first Friday of March to you. We have got a great list this week, starting out with an update at number one. Back in January, we mentioned how the end of the public health emergency was set to disrupt telemedicine, as we've grown accustomed to getting refills and larger-than-normal prescription quantities just by checking in with our doctor via telehealth visits. Specifically, telemedicine could be used to get prescriptions that are considered controlled substances without an in-person evaluation as long as the patient met certain requirements. Prescriptions for drugs like Xanax, Adderall, Ritalin, and others were able to be prescribed via the more lenient telehealth rules of the public health emergency. But now that the PHE is set to officially come to an end, those lenient rules are also set to expire. And that would be that, except for the fact that during the pandemic, there was also a rise in ADHD diagnoses, which led to a rise in the prescription of drugs used to treat ADHD. And then the Adderall shortages began, bringing certain telehealth companies and telemedicine practices under scrutiny. And it's all because Adderall and many other drugs prescribed during the public health emergency also happen to fall under the category of controlled substances. Specifically, they fall under Schedule 3 through 5 non-narcotic controlled medications. Last Friday, the Biden administration proposed more stringent regulations that would prevent the same thing from happening again. The proposal also addresses Schedule 3, 4, and 5 non-narcotic controlled medications as well as buprenorphine. It allows a little flexibility for patients who are unable to schedule an in-person appointment before their prescription runs out. The proposal states that during a telehealth visit, if a doctor has not completed an in-person evaluation with a patient and the visit results in a controlled drug being prescribed, the doctor may prescribe, quote, a 30-day supply of Schedule 3 through 5 non-narcotic controlled medications or a 30-day supply of buprenorphine for the treatment of opioid use disorder without an in-person evaluation or referral from a medical practitioner that has conducted an in-person evaluation, as long as the prescription is otherwise consistent with any applicable federal and state laws, end quote. So basically, patients are not going to be completely cut off when the PHE ends. What the Biden administration would like to do is extend the telehealth flexibilities for an extra month, essentially, and give patients a chance to schedule those in-person visits. But in order to get refills past that 30-day supply, a patient will have to schedule an in-person visit. In their proposal, the Drug Enforcement Administration called for public comments to be submitted by Friday, March 31st. Once they've reviewed those comments, the DEA plans to release a final rule. Number two, 
We are well past the summer of scam, but sadly, scammers don't take vacations. And one of the more recent trends is for a scammer to call and pretend to be affiliated with insurance, healthcare, or financial services. This is referred to as a spoofing scam. Now, most of us know to look critically at emails, paying close attention to the name and email address it came from, in addition to website links. When a scammer calls and pretends to be affiliated with a company, that is also considered spoofing. According to a recent study by First Orion, insurance was the number one most spoofed entity, and that was across life, health, and auto insurance. Number four, healthcare and pharmacy companies. And then number five, financial services from banks and credit unions to financial advisors. 52% of respondents to that survey said they had received a scam call requesting insurance information. And as far as losses go, 60% of respondents said they had lost at least $250 to healthcare-related scam calls. Some had even lost upwards of $2,000. Scam calls are very real. It hits very close to home for me. I once walked in on my dad in the midst of a scam phone call and was thankfully able to stop anything too financially damaging from happening. I don't want to see that happen to anyone else, and I don't think any of us want that for our clients. We will have the link to that first Orion survey in our notes. It's got some great stats to include in your newsletter, but like I said, I would like to give you more than just stats. So we will also have the link to an article from the Federal Trade Commission on how to identify a scam call. Definitely recommend sharing that with your clients as well. Number three, on Wednesday this week, TikTok announced that they'd be setting a default 60-minute daily screen time limit for users age 13 through 17. After users hit that 60-minute maximum time frame, TikTok will prompt them to enter a passcode to allow another 30 minutes of screen time. And yes, parents and guardians, you will have to either set or enter an existing passcode for that. But you will be able to have control of that if that's how you have TikTok set up on your kids' devices. That is definitely a step in the right direction. But if you are a parent... You also probably know that kids can be a little sneaky and will find ways around any kind of block you put on their devices. My daughter was able to find a back door to watching YouTube through Storyline Online when she was only in first grade. So yes, this is a start, but it's important to realize that TikTok content lives in other places than just on TikTok. The same content is often recycled for YouTube Shorts and Instagram Reels. So setting limitations on those platforms, also a very good idea. Number four, Spotify has consolidated the way you like and add content into playlists. 
merging the old heart icon and the add to playlist icon into a one-click function. It's a plus sign inside a circle, and when you tap it or click it, you save a song or episode and simultaneously add it into the playlist of your choice. Now, sadly for podcasts, there is no option to add an entire show to a specific playlist. You would have to go episode by episode, but I do like the quicker ability to place an episode into a playlist. I often load up my Your Episodes playlist with standalone episodes that I'm interested in listening to later, often during my commute. Now, as far as the songs go, I can't say that I have used the heart button a whole lot. I think the majority of my loved music came from my daughter. So I'm curious how this change will affect music recommendations or if it will at all. I've mentioned before that Spotify for me is basically a mix of my podcasts and my daughter's music, and I'm pretty much okay with that. Number five. Tuesday, March 7th, is our State of the Senior Market event, and this is your last call to register. If you've been thinking about attending but you have not yet registered, now is the time to do that. Ritter Insurance Marketing's CEO, Craig Ritter, has made this an annual presentation, and it is filled with information that you want to know about from one of our industry's leading experts. You'll hear about the latest Ritter news and updates, enrollment stats, insight on Medicare regulation and legislation, plus major industry trends. This year, we are holding the event both in person for those within driving distance of Philadelphia, or you can attend virtually. Whether you want to attend virtually or in person, the place to register is ritterim.com slash S-O-T-S-M. Again, that is ridderim.com slash S-O-T-S-M. That link will also be in the notes so you can get to the registration page in just one simple click. Rupel recommends. Since it is the first Friday of a brand new month, we've got streaming picks for the month of March. A few more selections this time around, and we'll start them off with an interesting collaboration between Disney+, ESPN, and the NHL. On Tuesday, March 14th, Disney, ESPN, and the National Hockey League are teaming up for a simultaneous live streaming event, the NHL Big City Greens Classic. It's the premier live and animated NHL game and will feature a matchup between the Washington Capitals versus the New York Rangers. The animated version of the Big City Greens Classic will stream live on Disney+, the Disney Channel, Disney XD, and ESPN+. And then on ESPN and ESPN Plus at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, that's when the main telecast will air. No animation. Now, I think this is a very interesting experiment. From the animated crossover to having ESPN commentators actually calling the game alongside the big city greens voice actors. 
My daughter is a huge Big City Greens fan, so we will definitely be tuning in for this one. Continuing on with my Disney Plus picks for this month, Friday, March 24th, brings the third season of Secrets of Sulphur Springs. At the end of the last season, what seemed to be a new ghost arrived at the Tremont Hotel, and I have a feeling they will be the new antagonist of the season. No word on what new time periods we might visit during season three, but it looks like we'll get two episodes on March 24th, with one new episode coming out weekly each week after that. And then on Friday, March 31st, season two of Doogie Kame Aloha MD premieres. Moving over to Netflix, season two of Shadow and Bone premieres on Thursday, March 16th. And that is another reminder that I need to start reading that series. I have heard great things about it, still have not read it. On Monday, March 20th, the seventh season of Gabby's Dollhouse comes to Netflix with more fun adventures featuring Gabby and her cats. We are big fans of Murcat, Cakey, and Cat Rat in our house. And then finally, on Tuesday, March 21st, We Lost Our Human, an interactive adventure where viewers must guide a cat and a dog through a world in which all humans disappear from Earth overnight. And I don't know about you, but when my family and I sit down to watch a movie or a series together, there has got to be popcorn. Recently, we've been dabbling in stovetop popcorn because you can customize the flavors a little bit more. Not saying that we're popcorn connoisseurs or anything, but we do like to switch it up and try new flavors. Our Medicareful Living blog has a great recipe for stovetop popcorn that is absolutely delicious. Highly recommend trying that out with your next family movie night. We will be linking to it in our notes. Also there, you will find the full list of what is coming to streaming this month because, again, these are just a few selections, all of which happen to be family-friendly this month. But make sure you check out the notes. We've got the link for the streaming list, popcorn, state of the senior market registration, everything we mentioned in the episode today is linked in our notes. And that is all we've got. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there. And we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing by Tina Lamaru. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. 